Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Thursday, September 7th. It's five minutes after 11. This is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. That guy is Rob Kendall. You can find him on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. My name is Casey. I'm there as well. Casey Daniels 317. And of course, right now we're on YouTube. If you'd like to watch what's going on, type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. So let's talk about what's going on with Mitch McConnell. This is the Senate Minority Leader, and he is urging lawmakers to continue to support Ukraine. This is more than a year and a half later after that uh, full-scale invasion of Ukraine happened from Vladimir Putin and Russia. And uh, some Republicans are wavering in their commitment to sending aid. Didn't we just send a bunch of more money there yesterday? Probably. Who's keeping track? No one knows. Well, look, and this is why with the whole McConnell thing and the freeze-up, which we'll get to that here in a second, I mean, to me, this guy is not a good guy. He's not your buddy he doesn't care about you as an american i mean there was a brief randomly confused probably accidental act of giving a crap about american citizens when he kept merrick garland off the supreme court i have no idea what that was all about because it totally doesn't jive with anything else this clown does but i mean the and look i guess give him credit They have so much disdain, they being the Republicans in the Senate for you. So we're talking about Mitch and Little Junior, Duke of Spendingburg, Todd Young, who, of course, Mitch McConnell is Todd Young's adult supervision Mm -hmm. over there. Every day when Todd walks in, he says, what are we doing today, Daddy? And usually it's we're giving more money to Ukraine, son. Uh, They they (laughs) believe, like the Republicans in the Senate, obviously the Democrats the same, that the people of Ukraine are way more important than you. Like they, they could care less about you and they, there is no amount of end to the care they have for the people of Ukraine. So Mitch McConnell said it's certainly not the time to go wobbly. Isn't that ironic coming from him? Hey, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, he said, now with Ukraine bravely defending its sovereignty and eroding Russia's uh, capacity to threaten NATO, it's not the time to ease up. So he's just literally gunning for more money to be sent over there. Now, here is Mitch McConnell. He did not freeze up during this uh, statement. He was certainly able to stay on point and make uh, and make very clear how much he loves the Ukraine. The president has, I think, been too slow to keep the commitments that he's made publicly. But at least he's supporting the effort. I think he could have done it more skillfully. But he is supporting the effort, and I intend to continue to support it. And I hope the majority of my colleagues will feel the same way. Can you, I mean, okay, let's, you can't even see the guy, right? But we all know what we've seen. Just listen to that feeble old voice, and you as a senator saying, that's the guy I'm going to follow into battle. Mm. Like if you're Todd Young, that's the guy you take your marching orders from. How pathetic are you, not only as, as representatives of the people but how pathetic are you as as men that this this just i mean 
I want to puke when I hear that guy's voice. Your country is suffering. And Mitch McConnell, your country is suffering in large part because of the decisions made by you mm-hmm. and your cronies. There are people who can't afford their mortgages. There are people who can't afford food. There are people who can't afford gas. The people who can are people like me who are working two or three jobs to be able to do it. And you don't give a damn about those people at all. All you're focused on is this country who not too long ago hated us and was Team Saddam. Hussein. Yeah, his answer is just to send more money to Ukraine. Kevin McCarthy says that he still supports Ukraine, but not as a blank check. Of course, there's some division going on in the GOP because Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates they've increasingly been speaking out against sending more money to Ukraine. Other than this, the theory on, oh my gosh, if Russia gets this, then they're going to do this and they're mm-hmm. going to do that and blah, blah, blah. Why are we so in love and in bed with Ukraine? What has Ukraine ever done for us? Certainly in any sort of modern time where you would say, boy, they've just been an unwavering ally. I mean, they act like Ukraine is Great Britain. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, It is just it blows my mind that this totally corrupt country. I mean, it's playing out as a reminder with the whole Joe Biden saga, and that wasn't all that long ago. That wasn't 20 years ago. That wasn't even 10 years ago about how corrupt this country actually is and the people who run it. And then if we go back in the time machine, there's irrefutable evidence about that and how much they hated the United States. And yet our politicians feel some need to have an unwavering pledge to help this very corrupt country. Okay, well, the White House is now urging Congress to approve a $20.6 billion in additional aid. I mean, the, the numbers, they just keep ticking up and it's staggering. Josh Halley, he was asked about Mitch McConnell and if he thought McConnell should be a leader and his answer was no. But then he also stated that if you're concerned about Biden's ability to do the job, of course, you have to be concerned about Mitch McConnell's ability to do the job because it's like same guy pretty much at this point. Yeah. All right. So then they asked McConnell about the second time that he was unable to form a sentence or respond. And the response went exactly as you might think it would. What have doctors said is the precise medical reason for those two freeze ups? What Dr. Monahan's report addressed was concerns people might have that some things that happened to me did happen, but they didn't. And it's really, I have nothing to add to that. I think he pretty well covered the subject. I'm going to finish my term as leader, and I'm going to finish my Senate term. Mm-hmm. He's going to finish. He's going to stay in there. He did not answer that question at all. He did as good a job answering that question as Joe Hogsett has where he was during the riots. <laughs> With a non-answer. Yes. It was totally misdirection. What did you think about what the doctor said? Well, he said what he said, and I'm going to go with that. Thanks. Next. Okay. So, uh, Rand Paul, I know you love this guy. Oh, we love the Paul family. He is doubting whether the doctor in D.C. who examined Mitch McConnell is being forthright, and here's what he had to say. I think it's an inadequate explanation to say this is dehydration. Well, I've practiced medicine for 25 years, and it doesn't look like dehydration to me. It looks like a focal neurologic event. That doesn't mean it's incapacitating, doesn't mean he can't serve, but it means that somebody ought to wake up and say, wow, this looks like a seizure, and maybe there's some seizure medication that could be given for this. You know, do we only have two episodes, or are we having one episode a day? 
that we don't know about because it's not happening in public. Now, it isn't my business to tell anybody else to reveal their medical records, but at the same time, I think if you go halfway and you reveal stuff that doesn't make any sense, it just leads to more questions. Senator, so, given what you've seen in your medical background, are you confident in his ability to lead the conference? I can't make any comment on that other than my personal interaction with him has been fine and I think he's been up to the task. And so this isn't a criticism of him or anything, it's a criticism of the way it's being handled publicly by giving a diagnosis that everybody thinks is a lot less than what it actually is. So then people automatically think, wow, it's a lot worse than it actually is. Um, but it could be something very treatable. Seizures are treated. Many people are in high-functioning jobs of seizures. Many seizures after trauma go away. Um, but there's a lot of things I don't know. I thought that was a good point from Rand Paul. He said, if you if you give them an answer that people don't believe, they're automatically going to think it's worse off than what it is. Well, it's okay. Here's Let's bring it full circle. You know, we had the conversation with Lael Hill yesterday about the Stop It app. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she said, look, we have to, we need to have a format by which kids can safely feel that if they are being threatened or bullied or a victim of sexual abuse or whatever, they can report. Great. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. But as we said yesterday, and it is true, government has so broken the trust, especially the public education system in this state and others, Mm -hmm. that nobody believes you're just on the up and up for, hey, we want to help kids report allegations of abuse or bullying. That's not an us thing. That's a government thing because government has repeatedly lied to people and broken the trust of people. And so while and what happens then is even if something is well intended, Mm -hmm. it doesn't come across. that way. It doesn't come across that way. You don't believe it. You broke the trust. You being the government. All right. Let's take a break. Casey, when we come back, Mm -hmm. the Rolling Stones. Yeah. First new material in 18 years. Yeah. You have agreed with me uh, that the thing I've told you for many, many years is absolutely true about the Rolling Stones. It was proven again yesterday. And speaking of music, Kevin. Oh, my gosh. Kevin did something that totally warmed my heart yesterday. I just couldn't. I can't stop smiling about this. (laughs) All right. We'll get to the new Rolling Stones music coming up on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. I get it now. Kev totally sent me a text the other day and was like, hey, do you like Beavis and Butthead? And I said, of course, yes. And then I didn't get a response, and now I got it. Perfect. You're a fart knocker in this scenario. So perfect. Yeah, I just wanted to surprise you with that. I didn't want to leave you hanging with that text. Yeah, thank you. Perfect. Well done. It is 18 minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk some rock and roll, shall we? The Rolling Stones have announced uh, the details of their new album. It's called Hackney Diamonds, and it is the first release of new music in 18 years. So the Rolling Stones... uh, I've sold something like it's 66 and a half million um, albums over the course of li- the life of the band. They're mm-hmm. way up on the, the list. Um, and the Rolling Stones, even though they are a gajillion years old, still <laughs> feel like they're worth dedicating at least part of a segment to mm-hmm. because they are a one of these bands 
that whenever they do something, it's note and news worthy. And whether you're the biggest fan of their music or not, if they're coming to your town, you probably are going to try to make a concerted effort to see them Mm -hmm. because it is an event. Yeah. Okay. So this new album, it's uh, composed of 12 tracks and it is obviously the first new music they've released since the passing of Charlie Watts. Yeah, in the, dr- tw- the drummer. The drummer, right, in, in 21. Although he is on two tracks of the album and to my chagrin, Stevie Wonder is also on it, which is fantastic and fine. Uh, Lady Gaga also featured on the album. Oh, that's album. why it's chagrin. You don't like yeah. Lady Gaga. No, not a fan of hers. Why, why, what's your deal with her? Uh, she's a fraud. Oh, yeah. well, go on. <laughs> like what? No, let it let it loose. Just let it fly. Well, she just doesn't, it's just us listening. It's she, fine. She doesn't write a lot of her music and oh, takes credit for she it. Steals it from She's other still people. talented though, right? No. I think Boy, she... you hit a we hit a nerve here, Kev. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know if you had a run in with her at a museum or something or what, but jeez. <laughs> but let's get back to the Rolling Stones, shall <laughs> Wait, we? Is there, is there like something like did something happen between you? I mean, you were in radio for mm-hmm. years, rock radio or whatever. Did you interview her? Did something go wrong? You know or? how you don't like the Beatles? Yeah. I don't like Lady Gaga. Oh, so it's the same thing. Yeah. Like Lady Gaga didn't big time you or stand you up or treat you like garbage in an interview the way Mellencamp, didn't Mellencamp treat you terribly one time? <laughs> he was not overly friendly, yeah. that's for sure. Uh-huh. He would have rather have been anywhere but there. Which is pretty wild. If you look at the women Mellencamp has dated and married, you are totally his type. Like You, you are think so? Ru- Except for politics. Well, but he's not going to know that from a backstage photo. I mean, you would do like right in his it wheelhouse. Been, it would have been fine until John Mellencamp started talking well, I, and citing crazy facts out of his behind. So your story with Mellencamp, for people who don't know, is you were he was at a co- concert somewhere and you, your radio station was promoting it? Uh-huh, or, yeah, we were doing the backstage Where thing. was this? It was a South Bend? It was. And... and after the concert, like yeah. you... With the photo, and the photo was blurry, and he just did not want to be there. He was like, get me out of here. Isn't that so it weird? it was like, don't meet your hero situation. Yeah, and isn't that so weird that you would think, okay, Kev, you're a musician. You can, you can chime in on this. Not to say that you have, you know played a football stadium or anything, but you do do live music. I've come close yeah. to it. I've no, no, the bars. Th- th- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Isn't the best part of being a musician the pretty women who want to either engage your music or get a photo with you. I mean, isn't that why the majority of people go into music is to hook up with hot chicks that they otherwise, or engage with hot chicks they otherwise would have absolutely no chance with? Mm-hmm. It's a nice addition. Oh, he's in it for the creative. I'm here to tell my story. Uh, yeah, I'm in it for the pure love of music. Sure he is. I, I love the, the ladies coming to the show. So he just too. didn't want a photo with you or nothing? No, he didn't want to. He just did not want to be backstage at all. He didn't want to... It wasn't just me. It was everybody. He just did not want to deal with it. I don't know how we derailed off of this, but the point is the Rolling Stones feel... (laughs) feel like they're, it's still a big deal. And I, look, I know that albums are, other than Taylor Swift, albums aren't, it doesn't matter anymore. It's all the download era. But there's still something comforting. And even though these guys are all, other than I think Ron Wood, 80 plus, mm-hmm. it, it, 
it feels like yes. comforting that, hey, the Rolling Stones are still Still existing. making music. Okay, now you hit on two things that I was thinking when I listened to the song. And the first time I heard it, I thought, okay, great. This is, this is good. It sounds exactly like Rolling Stones yeah. music. And it's what you would expect from the Rolling Stones. I like the fact that it is up-tempo. Uh-huh. And it's not this lover's lament. Uh-huh. Um, but you, you said it exactly. It's comfortable. It's not the same artists that we've heard for the past couple years putting out the same music. It's not Taylor Swift. It's not Dua Lipa. It's not Luke Combs. Yeah. It's a genre that's been missing from the radio. It's it's rock and roll. Yeah, and, and now, you know, and you heard this, and I've said this many, many times, we're going to play part of this for our audience. At my beef with the Rolling Stones yeah. is almost every song is exactly the same. Well, they've got their formula, right? I don't think every Rolling Stones song sounds the same like uh, many of the Beatles songs do. Many of the poppy Beatles songs do. Uh-huh. I mean, with yeah, Gimme Give Give Shelter and Sympathy for the Devil. Yeah, I mean, yeah there's outliers, but this, this song might as well be Start Me Up or, or Don't Stop or... Uh, uh, you know, any of the gajillion other Rolling mm-hmm. Stones. I mean, it's it's like Tom Petty. Yeah. Every Tom Petty song was basically exactly the same. It's a yeah. three minute and 30 second way of doing business. And it was obviously very successful. For okay, them. so this song, it's uh, it's not any sort of lyrical breakthrough. <laughs> it's not Oliver Anthony. It's not going to change the world. Oh, and, and you'll you'll this will blow your mind, Casey. The music video to this, by the way, yeah. the song is called Angry. Yeah, uh, it is some well assembled woman mm-hmm. dancing on a an automobile as it is rolling down the street. Yeah, she's supposed to be a hippie. She, no, something. her her name is Sydney Sweeney, and she starred in White Lotus. The, starred in what? Oh, White Lotus. It, yeah, what the I hell is that? It's, it's it's a TV show that yeah, you can I know her. stream because they because they said on the video it said featuring whatever this woman's name is. Like mm-hmm. I've never heard of this woman. Sydney Sweeney is her name. She's yeah. beautiful. But to this song, here's my prediction. Yeah, it's going to get a little airplay uh-huh. uh, in Indianapolis. I would say you might hear it on uh, B. You might hear B. Yeah. When the hell has B ever played the Rolling Stones? Well, this is an adult contemporary sort of song. I mean, think of the Target demo. Who's going to reach? This is not going to be popular with a twenty-year-old. Casey, you used to run radio stations, and you think B one hundred five seven is going to play the Rolling Stones? We're going to get Sean Copeland down here and have him listen to this and say, "Will you ever play this song on your radio station?" What other format is going to play it? Is a rock format going to play it? I heard it yesterday Uh on an iHeart station here in the city. Which one? Well, that should really narrow it down. Okay. TTS might play it. I'm just saying, I think it's going to get some play. It'll be a mid-chart. I, I, because I was scanning through the, through the dial, maneuvering from Tony to the midday show on the fan, mm-hmm. and it was on, and I thought, that's got to be the new Rolling Stones. So I listened to the duration of it, and they right. said, this is the new right. Rolling Stones deals. Right. And so they're playing it because it's new. Are they going to continue to play it? Oh, That's the thing. Hell, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Mick Jagger's not going to be out any money if they don't. He'll no. be fine. No, but I think it's a, it's a good, as you said, it's comfortable. It's nice to hear music yeah. from the Rolling Stones again because it's a band that's been missing, that we've missed. All right, let's play this, and you tell me if it is not exactly the same as every other Rolling Stones song. <laughs>
love about Mick Jagger music is it is essentially wholly transactional because he never has like actual meaningful relationships. He just maneuvers from one well-assembled blonde woman mm-hmm. to the next. So as where a singer, like a singer songwriter will write these, you know, like deep songs about losing love or, you know, moving on. His thing is like, he's just telling this well-assembled blonde mm-hmm. woman, look, chickadee, the time is up. You knew what you were getting into. Don't get angry with me. The door is over there. I love how in the video, <laughs> It's all filtered because their faces pop up on these billboards as they're driving yeah. through. I, I'm assuming it's L.A., uh, but they look like they're in their 40s again. Uh. And clearly in real life, they don't look that way. <laughs> so they were going to name the album Hit and Run or Smash and Grab, but then they decided on Hackney Diamonds based on a location in London. And so the song is called Angry. I think once you hear it for the third time, yeah. it'll be stuck in your head. Okay, very good. Uh, okay, let's take. When we uh, when we come back, uh, Kev did something yesterday of his own volition, no pressure <laughs> or you know you know anything. He mm-hmm. did it himself, and he learned something that I have been telling him for the year and a half that we have worked together. He has found it out for himself. And as usual, you know, Casey, yeah. my least favorite part of the show when is, when I'm, right. is when I'm absolutely right. And I love it when people find it out for themselves. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. I got a job and tried to put my money away. 1133, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Bruce Springsteen having some health problems. Wait, he's having health problems? Yeah. We've been over this, Casey. You guys talked about it off the air, not on we've the been, air. No, we've been over this. Yeah. That the end, like, I'm going to say this people are going to like, oh my gosh, what? The end is near for Bruce, and I don't mean like the end of his life, but I mean I've told the you end of his how career. disappointing this tour has been, mm-hmm. and we'll get to that in a second because Keb did something yesterday that just oh warmed, okay. warmed my soul. But you don't like have to rub it in my face. Yes, he has what's called peptic ulcer disease. I had no idea that was even a thing, and now he's canceling all of his shows and everything. Everything I said is happening, and it's all unraveling right in front of me. It's like. You know how like you just kind of inherit the life of your parents? And so I now know how my dad felt in 1968 watching Mickey Mantle hobble around the bases mm. at the end. This is me watching the greatest live performer that ever lived unravel right in front of my eyes. But thanks, Casey. Why don't we yeah, get to the next segment? Let's be positive what, what, here. What, would you, what uplifting segment would you like to go to next? Okay, Way to really start us off with a bang. Yeah, let's talk about how the special counsel, David Weiss, intends to seek an indictment against Hunter Biden. Does that make you happy? Gosh, Casey. Hey, Rob, your hero is just unraveling right in front of you. How do you feel about that? I was just being topical because Kevin was using Bruce Springsteen as bumper music. He said that uh, Bruce Springsteen said that he was heartbroken to postpone his shows. But back Back to Hunter Biden. This is, of course, relating to the gun charges and that uh, judge said that they need to know what's going on by the end of the month. Oh, oh <laughs> if you could get back to us by the end of the month. Hey, uh-huh. hey, thanks. Uh-huh. I mean, this is this whole thing is ridiculous. So, you know, for those of you who have been, had trouble keeping track at home, you got this Weiss guy who is a really crappy doing a really crappy job getting any sort of justice for Hunter Biden. It's so bad, in fact, that the judge says, we're all done here, you're out. The plea deal is thrown out. It's so pathetically weak. Then Merrick Garland says, you can't do that to our pledges. Only we can do that to our pledges. Mm -hmm. And makes him a special counsel, which means the whole process starts all over again, except now they're going to do it in California versus doing it in Delaware. 
and now nobody has any idea what's going on. Okay, so it's the Speedy Trial Act. (laughs) At least that one's aptly named, unlike the Inflation Reduction Act. The Speedy Trial Act requires that the government obtain the return of the indictment by Friday, September 29th. And so what? It took them five years of that investigation. They found nothing. He had that sweetheart plea deal. The judge booted it out and said, no, come back to me. And now they have to come back by September 29th. So could Hunter be charged with is, you know, illegal obtainment of a gun. He could. Yeah. <laughs> Would but, you like to wager? Really? Would you like to wager whether he will or not? You don't think it's going to happen? <laughs> I'll take it by your laugh. Uh, you're, no. you're totally enamored with this Eric Doden guy. What's up with that? I'm not. I just wanted, okay, because we've been saying for a while now, is Eric Doden even running? So he's, he, Eric Doden is a super rich guy who used to head the IEDC, Mm -hmm. which is now was headed by professional errand boy, Brad Chambers, which their job is to, their mission is to bring economic development to the state of Indiana. Their actual job is to money use money that is taken from you as a poor middle class person and use that to facilitate sweetheart either real estate deals or financial engagements for uber rich mega corporations and people and that uh, doden uh did it just like uh chambers did it and now it's amazing that these two super wealthy guys are trying to buy their way into the governor's mansion okay well we've got a lot going on heating up in the governor's race because mike braun introduced that bill to ban masks everywhere curtis hill came out and he was saying no we're going to ban masks in indiana and then we've got suzanne crouch what's going on with her with uh acts acts the tax right and now we've been saying is is eric doden even still running well the answer is yes because he has now released a new ad when problems need solving community leaders call eric doden because he gets things done (laughs) eric doden conservative businessman job creator Like you, he doesn't trust D.C. politicians. A visionary leader, Doden delivered major economic wins across Indiana. As governor, Eric Doden has a bold plan to grow our communities, create jobs, and restore our Indiana main streets. Eric Doden for governor. Okay, so this is uh, one of two ads that he is going on right now. That is about the most uh, untransparent least detailed ad you could possibly imagine. Eric Doden plans to make your life better. Uh, how? Can't tell you. Because he's uh, Eric Doden. <laughs> Doden. I mean, these people are clowns. And what you have found, and by the way, look, I told you at the time, and I'll say it again, I met with this guy yep. at the first of the year, mm-hmm. and I sat down with him, and he seemed in genuine that he clearly wanted to know where the voice of the people were. I laid out three or four very specific things for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know the rule, Casey, if it's off the record, I won't disclose it. And even though the guy's been a complete zero as a candidate, I won't violate that. I laid out three or four things at his request. Mm-hmm. Not mine. I didn't ask for this meeting. He did. And he's done absolutely none of them. He's run a very traditional campaign establishment campaign because Todd Young's people are or people associated with Todd Young are running his campaign. The guy has been a complete undescriptive zero and he's just a really rich guy who's trying to use his money and his daddy's money to buy his way to the governor's mansion. Did he, you, he stood for nothing. Did you notice in the commercial he said he's taking a, he doesn't trust the politics of DC. I mean that's a total swipe at Mike Braun, right? But he was a this is why this is a joke. He was appointed by Mike Pence 
to be the the thing that made him the thing, the head of the IEDC, which is he is the Mike Pence and the Pence family are the ultimate Washington D.C. insiders. You don't rise to the level of being the head of the IEDC if you are a free thinker or a bold mover. You are subservient to the governor. They pick you because you are liked amongst the rich and the elite and the connected, and you will be subservient to the governor, whether it's Eric Doden or Brad Chambers or anyone in between or coming after. That's who fills that position. It is laughable that this guy is trying to paint himself as some sort of visionary or difference maker. He has proposed nothing. He's been at this for over a year now, and he has proposed nothing that would actually benefit the lives on a daily basis of irregular Hoosiers. Why? Because his campaign is run by DC insider type of people, Casey. <laughs> okay, so you said rich and elite. So we've got Brad Chambers, who just put $5 million of his own money, his loaned money, into his campaign. Uh, you have said Eric Doden is infinitely wealthy, so we've got money against money. And then you've got Curtis Hill, who does not have that big slush fund. Silent Suzanne, who is apparently very good at raising oh, money. Yeah. Mike Braun has money. So at some point, we have to determine, is it the money or is it the message? Well, and this is where first one to be bold wins. And I continue to say this. And I know Curtis Hill's people listen to this. Dude, you need a plan for property taxes. If you come up with a viable plan for property taxes. And I'm not talking like Suzanne Crouch's ridiculous acts the tax with no specifics. And by the way, I will help you if you need help. This is not rocket science. But if you come up with an actual plan, right now, Curtis is winning on the culture stuff. Mm-hmm. He's winning on the vaccine ma- mask stuff. But he has no economic plan whatsoever. Get one and you are off to the races, buddy, because the rest of these people stink and they're not bold enough to actually have a plan because a plan that helps regular people is going to piss off the donors and the lobbyists. It's right there for somebody to take and nobody wants to take it. All right. We've got Abdul who's going to join us in just a bit and we're going to talk more about this. But first, you've got something oh, going on with Kevin. Oh, goodness. What I've is the deal? Telling what? Kev, Kev, I came in today and Kev looked right at me and he said, Rob. I went down the rabbit hole yesterday on yeah. YouTube and I stumbled upon this Bruce Springsteen live concert and oh my gosh Rob I listened to it all day and it was everything that you said it was going to be and it just Kev my heart it just opened it was yeah. just flowing with love well, and <laughs> just I just can't the floor is yours Kevin So it was uh, Atlantic City performed live at Madison Square Garden yes. in July of 2000 and I just thought it was such an excellent version. Yeah. And I I was driving around listening to it on repeat. I, I went and played basketball, and I was shooting hoops listening mm-hmm. to it. And it was just, I totally get what you've been on about this whole time. The the live Springsteen stuff. And I've been telling Do you Kev guys want to be alone? No, just, he, he, he found it out for himself. <laughs> I mean, listen to this. Just, just listen to this. There's something mesmerizing. About a live Springsteen concert, and Kev has seen it for himself. Kevin, thank you for making Rob happy. I'm He's glad one of us can. Casey. I get it now. I get it. All right, Abdul's up next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. 
Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Broadcaster, he's a provocateur, the one and only Abdullah Keeps Shabazz. How are you, my friend? Doing good, my friend. Good to go. All right, so I'm sure you're elated. The Good Time Fun Gang <laughs> is back together again. All your all, all my rowdy friends are coming over tonight. All is is your, that the Hank Williams song all for the, football? All the people that you probably look at and say, "Hey, can you pick up that meal for me?" Uh, what you got, Hupfer? They and, volunteer. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Hupfer and Hollowell and Marty and, uh, and oh, Huckleby and uh, all the all the big movers and shakers from the establishment wing of the Republican Party are throwing their weight behind Brad Chambers, our our old pal, professional errand boy for the governor, Eric Holcomb. These people don't get into something they don't intend to win, or if they don't think they can put their uh, thumb on the scale and make it go in their favor, they must think Chambers has a pretty good shot. Uh, well, first of all, I just want to make this perfectly clear. Yes. Uh, when you look at uh, who Chambers has put together for his team, you'll notice that this uh, was in the cheat sheet uh, a week or so ago. Yes. So it'll be the best 100 bucks a year you'll spend because the prices <laughs> just went up. So you just go, <laughs> just go over to IndiePolitics.org. <laughs> Hit the subscribe button. Yeah, and it goes to benefit. Uh, you can help Abdul. We should do an infomercial. <laughs> One cheat sheet subscription helps Abdul buy blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yes, It helps to do my Viva Check Ramaswamy commercials, uh, too. Uh, okay, so these... Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, help, uh, Chambers put together together a, a really good team because they've all got a, a really good successful track record of winning here uh in indiana whether it's kyle hupfer as chairman bob matt huckabee as executive director of the party jen hollowell uh running campaigns as well uh, and, and marty oath who's uh, can raise a, just a ton load a ton load of money he raised money for mike pence uh he's got a really good team the 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 issue the and also uh and to put that team together it takes resources and chambers has basically loaned himself five million dollars and by put by loaning himself five million dollars he basically put down that marker like hey guys we're here and take us seriously we're here to play you touch on something we we hit casey and i hit earlier in the show uh, loaned and loaned is a key word. So people might say this and go, "Wow, he's giving himself five million dollars. Boy, he's really all in on this." No, he intends to get that money back. This is not a, a charitable giving operation here. He intends for his rich friends to replace that money once he wins the primary. Well, it's basically the same thing that Mike Braun did when he, yes. Mike Braun ran for the Senate back in 2018. Yeah, he loaned himself a few million dollars. It's loan that way you can take the campaign contributions and pay it back. Yeah, people always see those things and go, "Wow, he loves his country so much. He's giving five million of his own money." Of course, for Chambers, five million is like five bucks to me. <laughs> but he does he doesn't intend to not recoup the money. He's he's going to get it back. Uh, and this is probably where Marty and Hupfer and Jen and the rest of the the Good Time Fun Gang come in. They're going to help him get that money back. Well, rich people don't get rich by playing with their own money. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Rob Kendall, it's Casey. It's How does he get that money? He was a uh, developer. Okay, so he didn't take out like a loan from a bank. No. No, he's super rich, Casey. Oh, he's a rich guy. Yeah. Th- okay. Th- th- and this is a point we need to make. So you've got uh, Chambers and you've got Doden, who are both the uh, head of the IEDC, and that's who runs the IEDC, are super, usually super rich, very connected people who 
better the lives of other super rich, very connected people. That That's the game we're playing if you're tapped to lead that organization. Okay, so is this going to be the most interesting primary in like a decade? It'll be the most expensive primary in Indiana history. Really? Because if you look at it, uh, Doden's a millionaire, Braun's a millionaire, uh, Chambers is a millionaire, Suzanne Crouch uh, can raise money like it's nobody's business. Uh, it's going to be a very expensive primary. And the, and the most interesting one is the poor guy, Curtis Hill, because, well, he's Curtis Hill and he'll say and do about anything. So this, I didn't ever think we were going to get better than Luger and Murdoch. Man, you remember that? I remember I that. I remember that. That was great stuff. Watching Dick Luger get beaten into dirt was awesome. And then uh, watching Richard Murdoch yeah, make that mistake that during go, the debate. That didn't go well after that, but no, boy, no. watching Luger win, that was something else. Uh, I didn't think we'd ever do better than that. I think this primary is going to be better than the Luger-Murdoch primary. And also, it's an open primary, too, because there's no incumbent yeah. running. Yeah, you're right. Unlike Luger and Murdoch, there is no incumbent, so it's a free for all, and anybody could anybody could win. Does that make a big difference? Yes, uh, because incumbency always comes with a certain number, a certain a certain number of uh, uh, sort of advantages. Because mm-hmm. you don't have to worry, you don't have to identify yourself because people know who you are for good or for good or bad. So all of these people are like introducing themselves. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's why I say uh, after. The November election is when uh, it's going to be. That's when the floodgates are going to open. Uh, if you're Brad Chambers, what you're going to do for the next, you know, three four months of change, is introduce yourself to the voters. Hi, I'm Brad Chambers. Yeah. I work for blah 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 blah. My parents taught me the value of hard work when I was a kid. My father would come home every day and milk the cows and yes. teach us. And I'd bail hay, and I'm Marlon Sutzman in my polo shirt and blue jeans, throwing bells of hay on a farm. Yeah. Okay, so I have a question for you, and uh, you know what we do on this show is we admit the flaws and sins of our life. When I was in sixth grade, I really wanted to date the hottest girl in the Lincoln Elementary School, and I spent much of sixth grade figuring out how to do that. And by the end of sixth grade, I had accomplished that feat, and we dated the way as much as you can date throughout the summer of sixth grade. As a sixth grader. (laughs) Then going in, Casey, I think you know, dating me in sixth grade, that was a wild and wacky adventure even back then. However, then I got into seventh grade, (laughs) and in seventh grade, that was junior high, and then there were all the girls from all the other elementary schools that now descended Mm -hmm. upon the same environment, and quickly, within about a week... I told the girl that I spent all of sixth grade trying to date. You broke her heart. This has been fun. Mm-hmm. But, but there's, there's more options. <laughs> there's now a wild, new, crazy world out there. I wish you the best of luck in your endeavors. She's now very happy living a great life, and I'm stuck here with you people. So it all, <laughs> my point in all this is if you're Suzanne Crouch, aren't you kind of like that girl where it's like you're me? You, you, you tried so hard to date this person, and then at the moment where you finally should have accomplished it, Holcomb and his people just take a knife and stab you right in the back and say, we're going with Chambers. You're the only person I know who can compare adolescent dating to politics. <laughs> Congratulations. Popular, Congratulations. Yes. I mean, she's got and, to... and if you think about it, it really is that much difference between adolescents dating exactly. to politics these days. She's got to feel a little scorned and besmirched, right? She's been very loyal the past seven years. Well, she's, she's done the job that a lieutenant governor should do and if you're Suzanne Crouch I would say going forward I'd like look uh, Eric was the governor I was lieutenant governor when he when he when I thought he was on the right track we agree when I disagree when I dis- when we had issues I disagree with him I disagree with him privately but at the end of the day Eric is still the governor of Indiana now that I'm running for governor I'm going to chart my own path chart my own course here's what I would do differently no criticism of past people it's just here's what I would do 
differently. But and- so you get nothing. You, I mean, she, it's like she doesn't even acknowledge she's the thing because her whole premise, her whole core of her campaign is, I'm going to get rid of all this government waste and inefficiency. Well, lady, you're half in charge. Uh, and, and once again, that's always a challenge when a, when a vice president runs for president after the president's done. Like, okay, you, you can't, how do you criticize the administration that you were part of for the past, you know, four, six, eight years? It's it's a tightrope act. All right, you were hawking your very fabulous uh, cheat sheet, which you get at indiepolitics.org. You also have a a radio show. Are you are we footballing you out of a job this weekend, or do you have a show one to three on WIBC? I actually have a show one to three uh, this weekend. Oh, perfect. Who is it? Uh, actually, you know? uh, actually, actually, yes, I, yes, I do know. Uh, we're going to be talking to Brian Tabor, the Indiana Hospital Association, um, because I'm hearing through the rumor mill uh, that Indiana hospitals may be facing an antitrust lawsuit. Oh, uh, because of they, the argument is about hospitals because part of the reason why our healthcare costs are so high is because there's a monopoly like IU Health and mm-hmm. the whole nine yards. So uh, there may be some litigation filed to sort of break up. Uh, Indiana's IU Health. So full, full disclosure, Casey hates like during the break she'll try to discuss with me what we're going to talk about next segment, mm-hmm. and she gets very mad that I don't pay attention, and I just tell her pick whatever topic you want, and I'll fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. And she gets very angry about that, and I learned that from you. <laughs> so if you want to be mad at me, Abdul is my mentor and taught me everything that I know. Uh, like yeah, okay, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. You've created a monster. <laughs> hey, my, my name is Frankenstein, not yeah, Frankenstein. You're you're the best. We love you, Abdul Gibson Boss. Thank you. Hey, thank you. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And actually, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening. We're going to catch you back here tomorrow on 93 WIBC.